0: Are, you now are now listening,
1: are now to, listening to, to the,
0: War, the Report. War Report. Let's
2: keep let's keep along the lines of transfer portal news because this week, Chad Jackson announced that he is returning. He will be mm. utilizing yeah. his 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 COVID year to return. He was actually Auburn's second leading receiver with 527 yards receiving. So he Auburn had to does be
3: easily the most targeted though, right? Actually, no. Kobe was the most targeted. I can answer really? that
2: question. Yep. I think Kobe heard. was the most targeted. I, I, I I'm can shocked. Ver- at that. Verify that. Verify. I think Shed was right behind him, but I, I think uh, I know I know Hudson had the most receptions. Shed was right mm-hmm. there with 40. Uh, Kobe had 44. So Mike G is checking to see how many times he was targeted. I think Hudson was the most targeted, though. Hmm. So anyway, be will your your thoughts on Auburn has some receivers coming in. Jay Fair, uh, Camden Brown, and Amari Kelly. Um, that, that that was part of our last recruiting haul. I don't think we we're pick, uh, getting any more receivers in the second signing day. Um, the portal could be something, though. Um, that'll be something to keep an eye on. But in terms of who Auburn has right now on its roster, talk about the opportunity there is for Auburn to actually replace this production. Uh, your thoughts on that?
0: Well, fortunately, we are in a position where not only has Shedrick decided to come back, and I personally am, am very excited about that because even in the last three weeks, I've been saying Shedrick improved a lot. He was the most improve, improved player from start to finish. And I know if you wanted to nitpick, you could say, yeah, but he was terrible. Like, well, he, he, No, he wasn't great. But those those tribulations actually added up to something, and by the end of the year, he was more sure-handed. Than Kobe was, ironically enough, um, last few games Kobe had some he had a big drop in the Iron Bowl, drop in the bowl game, and everything that came Shedrick's way he caught. There was that really really tough turf, you know, ball that he missed in the bowl game, but that was a tough catch. Like again, no matter who was trying to make it, so right. Um, I was impressed with Shed. His blocking was always solid, and that's a really good thing. And we're gonna get more of that. And not only is Shedrick, has he become Mr. Steady? I mean, his punt coverage, he had gotten really dependable there. Um, already familiar with the offense. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. What we didn't need was another four or five guys trying to figure out what the coaches want them to do on offense. That is the worst case. And and while we're losing production, we like I saw somebody tweet that we had lost so much production last year and we're losing a lot this year. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's a new system and new guys getting the ball. Tight ends getting the ball who had never gotten targets under Gus, uh, wide receivers who had never really gotten targets, and in a brand new system. All that adds up to be what you saw this year. But by the end of the year, we saw a little more fluidity. We saw a little more um, responsiveness from the wide receivers, better catches. And I expect that to continue, especially with Schenker coming back. Mm -hmm. It was a big part of the passing game. He was just as big a part of the passing game as uh, Kobe or Shed was. And so I'm not so down. um, I can't say I'm not down. Kobe was physically the most gifted athlete we had at wide receiver that that got on the field this year. What we saw him do with the ball in his hands as far as athleticism, making some guys miss, he started to make some one-handed catches. Um, Yes, he was turning the corner. He was absolutely turning into the guy we thought he could be, albeit with a few drops. But the opportunity now... Shows itself for Landon King, who, although he's mm-hmm. listed as a tight end, he looked real wide receivery when he got on the field and had a touchdown in the Iron Bowl to show for it. So there is some talent, not only that is there, but that has started, has already gotten some reps. Malcolm Johnson Jr., he, he was injured mm-hmm. at one point the year. But that's a guy who, kind of in the mold of what Shed was prior, he was on the field, blocking, doing what was asked of him, didn't get a lot of targets. Now he has an opportunity to get the reps and the targets so he can turn the corner. A lot of times we're all expecting people to come in and just be all world. Well, you know what? If, if these wide receivers aren't elite, if they weren't getting, uh, you know, 100 balls a season thrown their way in high school, how are they going to improve other than real reps on the field? And sometimes you got to bite it before you get better at it. And they did. This group did. Tavares Dawson. The biggest miss mm-hmm. that we knocked TJ for in the bowl game was Dawson being three steps behind the dude. So, you know what? He didn't even see the field in the regular season. If you count Landon King, Tavares Dawson coming back with JJ, who actually played fairly well during the regular season, he was the guy who was taking the top off. We actually hit him a few times, Arkansas. I want to say Ole Miss. I may be misremembering, but we've got talent there. If you're saying, hey, it doesn't look like Kobe looked, it doesn't look like the polished. Uh, juking, running away, diving catch, body control that Kobe looked. That's fair. We haven't seen that from these guys yet. That does not mean they can't be productive. That does not mean they can't be already acclimated to the system and ready to go at an earlier portion of the season than they got this year. And that doesn't mean that the guys that we have signed already can't come in and be early contributors because what's probably most important is when they signed on early signing day, they already knew what they were getting into. There, There's not this culture shock. This is not a, a holdover situation where these guys thought they were signing to play for one person, and then they left, and then everything changed. They know what they signed up for. They're going to come in here ready to work. I'm, I'm sure the culture has been impressed upon them by not only the coaches, but the other players. I think we're not in as bad a situation as everybody thinks we are. Quarterback, I get everybody being puzzled about it because we lost a lot of production and... More so than wide receiver, quarterbacks need work to reach their potential. And we don't have a lot of time to lose and lose games and waste to get any one quarterback up to speed. We need a solid option early so we can be productive and we can win some games early. But wide receiver, I think we're better off than everybody thinks we are. And I'm not, I can't say I'm not worried about it, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. I think they've got something here. And just because we don't have big names or guys that we're used to seeing on the field doesn't mean we don't have talent and production ready to step up.
2: Mike G, talk to me. You, you know, It's the War Report Wednesday. Shout out to a friend of the show, Zach Blackerby, uh, over at Locked On. Please be sure to check him out, check out his content. We were on there, and you said something that stood out to me. You mentioned that there's so many other question marks on this offense with the with the brand new OC coming in and a QB battle, it's going to or it should create an opportunity for guys to get their shot in this offense. Kind of kind of expound on that in terms of the opportunities that lay that are available to this this wide receiver group, some guys who have been itching to get their chance in this offense.
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, with guys leaving, you know, uh, Kobe's leaving, so that's 77 targets gone, just like yeah. that, right? Um, was, he the, and was he the
2: most targeted guy?
1: He was, by about okay. nine targets, right? Yeah. Uh, but if you are looking at it, you know, you got Malcolm Johnson Jr., who had 12 targets this season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot more targets that might potentially come his way. So he should triple his targets, I would think. Right. Uh, you know, in this next season as one of the most experienced guys. If I'm a receiver in this system, I'm grabbing anybody who might play quarterback next season. And I'm saying I'm saying let's go to the intramural fields and throw the ball around. I want to know everything about how you throw the ball, you know, how fast you throw it, how deep you throw it, you know, and let me be your go to guy. And if you can trust any one guy to be where you're going to put the ball, it's gonna be me. That's it. I'm going to be your favorite target next year. And that's what I hope guys are doing. I hope they're not just sitting around waiting to be told it's their turn. (laughs) Because that's a mistake. Step up and take it from somebody. That's what has to happen. So um, anytime you change systems, there's a change in my guard, there's an opportunity for somebody to come in and make a splash and do what the last guy wouldn't do. Chris Todd has told us this over and over and over again. If he was competing for a job, he just made sure the guy he was competing with, I'm doing everything that guy's doing and I'm doing everything he's not doing. And if I find out he's doing it and I'm not doing it, I'm doing it the next day, the next minute. So that competitive fireman, listen, I, I just don't, <laughs> I almost used a word I didn't want to use, but like I don't want a team full of guys who, rah rah guys. I don't want that anymore. I want a team full of killers want to take the job from the guy who's got it. I don't care how good he is. I'm coming for yours, right? And if you're going to keep the job, you're going to have to fight for your life to keep it. That means every day in practice. That means, you know what? Every ball you miss, I'm catching. So they may have given you the starting job, but if you slip, your ass is grass. And that's it. So opportunities have to be taken, man. In college football, opportunities have to be taken. Stop waiting around on somebody to tell you that you're the next guy up. Every quarterback that we got in here now should be thinking that way. Even though I don't think he'll win it, that's what I want from Holden Garner when he comes in. I don't want him to accept I'm a freshman. Uh -uh Uh-uh. No, man, come in here. And work your ass off like you expect to start in the fall. Right. That's what you want. That's how you start to build a pipeline of guys that can get the job done. They all act like they're the guy, and they practice like they're the guy. They walk to class like they're the guy. It's time for us to start building that culture of toughness and, and competitiveness within the program. My favorite story that Chris told me was about Graham Harrell. Graham tried to pull some crap while he was competing for a starting job with Chris. And he jumped into a drill where it wasn't his turn and took reps from him. In front of the whole team, Chris said, if you ever pull some shit like that again, I'm going to whoop your ass. Don't don't you ever take reps from me again. Now, Graham kept the job, but (laughs) the message was sent. That guy left Texas Tech and came to Auburn and won a starting job in eight fall practices without a spring. Killer. So, you know, I'm not pining over Kobe leaving. Okay, he's going. If Shed is going to stay, I hope it's not because he thinks he's the most senior guy and it's going to be handed to him. I'll give a damn how many targets he got last year. 68. You know, if Malcolm Johnson can do the job, you know, on the level that Kobe can, I expect him to get less. But all this seniority stuff, man, over, you know, just try hard. And I just I don't I don't want to see any of that. The hell with seniority. Get guys in here who just want to fight for the job every single day. Yeah, Hard hat, lunch guys. (laughs) That's what I like about what Jarquez Hunter said. Look, unprompted.
3: You know, he posted to I think his Twitter is mm-hmm. like it's time to get to work or get left behind. He's that's like, it. I, listen, I see. You know, Tank is back. Damari Austin's coming in. Uh, they're already they're still talking about getting another running back in this in his class. Sean Jackson ain't rolling over. Like, mm-hmm. um, who's the, who's the other kid? That's um, that was the Jordan transfer Ingram. last year. Jordan Ingram's still here. Running back room's crowded, man. Yeah, I'm man. not letting anybody take my snaps. My snap started dwindling already as the year went on. Next year, I need to see the field more. What do I need to
1: figure out how to do? Right. So I'll tell you this, man. In a lot of other programs, you don't see these kids running from competition. Now, look, we put out a graphic yesterday. Look at the teams with the fewest amount of players in the portal right now. Teams that you think guys would be saying, ah, it's stacked here. I'm going to go play someplace else obama has got four kids in the portal. Georgia has a whopping zero. Now, you might see some after the national title game. But my point still stands. Texas A&M has got like three or four. So those guys aren't running there. The message has to be, if you work your ass off, it will be rewarded eventually. And if you wait your turn, It won't be for naught as long as you're not just waiting. Right. Right. You're working. And then it really is next man up. That's the pipeline we need to have at quarterback, wide receiver, running back. If Tank, God forbid, goes down next year, Jarquez Hunter, he already squats to 600 pounds. I hope this season he's squatting 650. Seven hundred. He needs to be that much harder to stop in twenty twenty two. That would be insane. You know, the The kid that comes is coming in behind him, Damari Austin. Same thing. You recruited hard for Auburn. Congratulations, son. Now get to work. Hit the weight room, man. Just don't don't be don't be outworked by anybody. Not the opposition, and for sure not your teammates. I'd be damned if any teammate is outworking me. None. Zero. That's it. You know, Thanks. I had, listen, man, and you know, that's the attitude we take on this show. I had somebody come at me on social media about, you know, they were starting a little podcast. something, you know, I'm coming for the crown. All right. Cool. Hope you're ready to work. <laughs> All right. If that's what you really want. <laughs> if that's you what know, you want, hey, listen, and, 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 I hope listen, for you.
3: And we've said it plenty of times, you know, we don't make any qualms about we're the hardest working, but we we put in the work that proves yeah. it. Like, show me somebody working harder, and then you just show me the person who I have to outwork next.
1: Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. If there's a channel out there doing something we're not doing, if it makes sense, we're doing it. Flat out. I ain't trying to be nobody else. <laughs> You know, uh, one of the guys that I I read his books all the time, uh, Tony Robbins, talks about like modeling as one of the quickest paths to success. If I see a guy and he's already suffered the pitfalls and gone through it, I'm going to see your successful model. I'm just going to do what you did. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to put the work behind it and I'm going to have the success that you had. That's what, when when Brian Harson is talking about rebuilding culture, I hope that's what he's talking about. Instilling that mindset of just work in a kid that he's not scared of it, he just embraces it. It becomes part of him, it's part of his personality. Work, hard work. That's got to mean something, man, that can't just be a mantra. So there are lots of opportunities being created by kids who are vacating these spots, not just at our program, but at other programs. You know, and if I could tell Kobe any one thing, I would tell him just that. Make sure wherever you're going, you're ready to put in the work. And you will be successful. Malik Willis told us he was not there right. when he was here. Look what happened when he did. Yeah. Right, so we just need guys who will do that because the most successful programs have that in spades at every position. You know, and I'm tired of being sold that there was some tight position battle just for the backup to get in and look inept at every position. Well, we feel like we have three guys that can do the job. I ah, great. great that you feel that way. What does it look like when it happens? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, I know everybody, I, there's talent in this wide receiver room. For sure. I forgot who we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Guys, there's talent in this wide receiver room. Malcolm Johnson is a stud. That kid can play football. Yeah. Xavier Capers can play football. Right. You know, and I'm not saying that they're not working, but if I had my any one message, I would just say work. Uh, watch the film. You know, do everything that everybody around you may not be doing. And to hell with all this kumbaya, we root for each other stuff. Yeah. I mean, you definitely do root for them, but at yeah. the same time. as long as we ain't going for the same position. I mean, even uh, if we
3: are going for the same position, to, look, I, I want mean, you to again, do well. But I'm, not, to, I'm uh, rooting you for you
1: no, no, I'm
2: rooting for you to do your best, but your best won't be my best. My yeah, it won't trumps trump's be my best. That's right. Yeah, I'm yeah. rooting no, just, for you. Do what you gotta do, but you you already know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, right. listen, y'all y'all couldn't play golf with me. Whenever I go playing golf with my buddies, you know you hit, a, you hit the ball and, you, and your buddies go, "Hey, nice shot." That's not me. Well, so golf not is mean. not a team sport, number one. Number two,
3: I would never be on the golf course <laughs> all, all, Only one time in life. The only one person can win. The only one <laughs> yeah. person can win. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you have yeah, to ball. It's, it's terrible. terrible. That's, that's, that's I was 100%, you. 100% I was a valid. You would no definitely win if I'm on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. The second, you can, yeah, you, yeah. you I'm right. you can have that. You can have that. I'll just say, if you get a bad
1: shot, I will let you know. That was terrible. I might flip the golf course. You're going to do that again. I'm going to have to do it. I'm be like, man,
2: how many holes is this?
1: Yeah, I I have a buddy that I've a I. I play with And he's a pretty good golfer And he beats me Most of the time That we play But uh, I'll tell you what He he plays his best golf When suddenly I'm playing my best golf mm-hmm. Competitive <laughs> Yeah Like sometimes He goes out there And if I'm not That's competitive He might have a bad run That's
3: how you used to Remember that B-Will How I used to like that. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> he went in nine
0: times out of ten. The one time I'm having a decent game, he's like, no, nah, I got to shut this down. <laughs> you know, right?
1: Yeah, that's what so, it he is. You ain't finna actually win. That's how competitors <laughs> are. That's how it works.
0: War Report family, it's your boy B. Will. We want to thank you for listening to the Wednesday Night War Room in podcast form. Now we got more content we want to get you here specifically as podcasts. We know you love the convenience of it, but that takes time and resources. So we're asking for sponsors. If you or anybody you know would like to reach Auburn football fans, specifically the War Report's Auburn football fan community, then hit us up. Business at That's business at And to continue to fuel our growth. Please rate and review this podcast right now on whatever service you're listening on. That's all I got for now, so I'm not gonna hold you up. Let's get back to it. Let's run through these super chats real quick. Steve Valentine says,
2: "I believe Demetrius Davis or Holden will be our next QB. They should focus on wide receiver and offensive line. Let coaches work with them. Focus uh, getting them some wide receiver talent to help." War Eagle appreciate that, sir.
1: Mm. It's time for Will Friend to earn his paycheck. Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, real talk. Man. Stuart Donald, I was checking out B ball ticket prices in T Town, Kentucky starts at 50. AM $8. Baylor 60. Auburn 62. So I wait didn't know Baylor. I didn't know Baylor was playing
0: Alabama. Mm. That usually a Big 12 SEC challenge. So I guess Baylor's at Bama this year.
1: Yeah. Listen, um, wait till Auburn, Kentucky comes around. And look how expensive those tickets are. They'll be going 200 dollars a pop.
2: I'm pretty sure people I already know it. what those prices are, but yeah. Um War Eagle here. I just want to say, Lee Hunter. Hunter. Me too. Yes. I can't wait to see this kid. Can't wait. To see I you. thought we might
1: see him in a bowl game, man. But I was. But I'm satisfied to wait.
2: Absolutely, especially especially he shows up for sure. Uh, senior uh, Brian Hancher, appreciate you, man. Seniority alone is overrated. There's a difference between three years of experience and one year of experience repeated three times. I agree. Yeah. But
0: let, let me add something onto that.
1: Put though. that on a plaque. <laughs> Coaches
0: decide what the system is, and a lot of that who gets what balls is determined by what that system is. Mm Shanker got no passes, but it turns out he's a very good pass-catching tight end. Why did he get no passes before this year? Because of who was coaching him and who was throwing the ball. Exactly. So, what I mean by that is we can say, oh, well, he's a senior, he's coming back, he's not that great— Shedrick got really no opportunity to do anything but be a fullback his first three seasons here.
3: He actually showed me something in the, in the open field this year too. I said look at Shedrick out he there playing got... like a football player cuz.
1: Yeah, Just stop throwing them go routes man. Stop throwing them yeah. 50-50 they balls. Started <laughs> when they start utilizing
2: him correctly he, yeah. he, he, they play to his strengths as the season yeah. went on.
1: No more yeah. go routes on the outside please.
2: Or, or screens <laughs> and asking him to make a move in yeah, open space. Man, like, I don't don't see do that. shit like that. Don't do him like that. So, so this, what
0: happens is when you use a guy according to his strengths. You give him some opportunity to mess up. Now, I get it. We don't want guys to have to go out there and stink for six games before they look as good as we hope they are. But look at that. I, I would take, with how Shedrick ended the year, I would count him as a benefit to our wide receiver room going yeah, for forward sure. now that he's decided to stay. And I know a lot yeah. of people are like, ah, I'm sh-. like, listen, I am not saying this just because Kobe is not on the team anymore. He and Kobe have the... Very similar value to me as far as what they bring to the room because Kobe was still having drops, and that was a little concerning to me. Even late, as he improved, he did improve, he continued to drop the ball, and Shedrick did not. So, Mm -hmm. again, I've been high on Shedrick. He finally got a year to actually play
1: and develop, and he got better. So I I think that he's a benefit. He had seven drops on the season. Kobe did. And Kobe only had seven? Wow. Seven drops. Okay. Hmm. That did lead the team, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, I mean, he had
3: most targets, most drops. It's not Lawrence uh, says you. I don't hoop no more. You are one hundred percent correct. Yeah, that boy's knees is done. My knees <laughs> completely <laughs> trash, bro. You get th-
0: everybody who get thirty five. If you ain't in regular exercise and trying to stay. My the shape, knees been trashed for a long time.
2: But though, but so. you, you yeah, but it's it's listen true, listen true, but true. listen B, you got to be playing ball still. Like that's what I'm saying. It. You can you be have in shape.
0: To Continue to play. Yeah.
2: You can't just yeah. be working out and run. No, no, that's a whole different muscle you you working with playing ball. If you ain't I don't ball, shoot around every
3: done. now and then, but I ain't did, did. You you didn't you ask me the to full run court. And, no, not at all. You know? Not at all.
1: <laughs> Wesley Hillson says,
2: therefore I believe in it, uh, commenting on what Mike was saying, therefore yeah. I believe in work hard work for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um
0: Go ahead B. Mm. I was just thinking, I know Mike likes the the work hard work mantra and he wants that attitude he we want that I don't want to call it the Tuberville toughness because we've had it before Tuberville but that was when we were students and we saw it firsthand that you just get guys in who are willing to work you make them competitive you set the standard high and when you put them on the field the product was usually positive there is a whole nother dynamic at play here now because we can say all day we want people who want to compete with with the person next to you You want that top spot you want to knock the guy off his perch Okay, let's say they want to come do that, but they can just as easily go to another school that has higher expectations, that has better NIL deals, and get on the field quicker, and maybe pocket more money, and be playing alongside better recruits. So if you look at what Texas A&M is doing right now, under what circumstances would a recruit, if he's questioning what a guy wants to do on offense, well, Jimbo Fisher's going to point to his last, not this last season necessarily, but maybe last season before that. Maybe he'll go throw on some Florida State tape and say, hey, look, here's what I want to do with you because I got these guys, because I got the offensive linemen. Look at my offensive linemen. I got two of the top offensive linemen in the class in last year. And yes, it sounds great that you want somebody who's going to go, I don't want that. I just want to go to Auburn and, and just get it out the mud. Yeah, but... Why if I can get it off the top shelf and get paid more money to do it? there There is a dynamic here that I don't fault kids for having. Their parents want what's best for them. If you can show me a, a more clear path to the NFL, more money in my pocket, playing alongside better players, that is appealing to a lot of players. That is appealing to a lot of people. The benefit of getting it out the mud is that it's yours. What we're doing with the World Report, it's ours because we wanted to see coverage that we would watch, that we would put on YouTube, that we would want to read when we see it, that has the type of community that we would want to be involved in because nobody else was doing it. Now, if you're going to tell me that we're going to give up all these nights and spend this time away from our families and have our wives side-eyeing us when we come downstairs after doing a Wednesday night live show because we've been up on the show for two hours, if you're telling me we're doing all that, to come and, and give the exact same product or worse than other people? Why? What's the value in that? Well, as with my guys in this fun, yeah, well, if we just having fun, we ain't gotta work this hard. We ain't gotta <laughs> give up this much. Facts. What is available at other places, and this is where Auburn has to catch up, I do believe it's possible. But what Harson has to build first is you gotta get me to the league. It's pretty much what Bruce is doing. Get me to the league. Get me winning on the field, and what is now coming into play is get me some money while I'm doing it. Right now at Auburn, we aren't leading in any of those three categories.
1: I don't know, man. Our nil, our nil thing that they we got coming is going is going to be very, very competitive. It is going to be, but they got to yep. get
0: it off the ground. They got to get some money in people's pockets. They got to get some businesses lined up to sign these guys, man. What's that That QBI to Clemson? He had a terrible, uh, up, a very up and down. Year. DJ Uyunglele. Uyunglele. He had Say a, that three times a national no, Bojangles commercial <laughs> and Dr. Pepper commercial. <laughs> this man had played one game against Notre Dame, and he got two national sponsorships.
1: Yeah, that's right about winning, now, though.
0: We cannot compete with that, and I am not faulting. Anybody who says, I see the NFL, I see money in my pocket, I see success on the field, yes, I want that. And Auburn doesn't have that yet, but y'all call me when y'all get there. I don't see a problem with that. So as far as guys wanting to leave and find those opportunities, it's not that the people who are leaving us have those opportunities elsewhere. I'm not saying that they do. But I also understand if anybody feels like they can get any one of those three things better somewhere else, go get it, man. I'm not mad at that.
2: Well said. Well said. Someone who definitely appears to have the cheat code. Let's talk about Auburn basketball, shall we? Mine. Yeah. Mine. Auburn mm. is now the hottest team in the SEC. Number one in the SEC. Uh, it's a nine-game winning streak, I believe. Is it nine or ten now?
3: I don't know, just as long as they keep doing it.
2: it it's a serious <laughs> win streak. Someone in the comments can um, can, can fact-check me on that. But Auburn is 13-1, and one, uh, was victorious. Over South Carolina on the road, and the fans have spoken, and your player of the game is one of Mike's favorite players, if not the favorite player, Wendell Green Jr. Yeah. He did not start he didn't start this game again,
3: did he? He's he he's permanently coming off the bench as far as what it looks like right now. He hasn't started yeah, yeah, the man. last uh. like shoot, I can't remember the last game that he started, but he's been coming off the bench
1: doing it. I'm lighting sending it a, send up. It, send in a message, you're gonna bring me off the bench. I'm going to show you 22, five and five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 28 minutes, seven for 15. Uh-huh. Uh, he he
2: was definitely he was definitely on fire last night against South Carolina. Uh, man, this is just and again, I think what's so dangerous about this team is that it's a different person every night, like who's torching the opposition. And I love that about our team is that when you got people like that, you can find different ways to beat teams when they try to take away one player. I think you alluded to that on a previous live, Mike. uh, it's difficult to key in on one particular guy because Auburn can space the floor in such a way to where they'll just pick your poison. Yeah. So uh, I, I like how, I like how we looked, uh, last night. Um, Talk talk to me talk to me, Ike about winning on the road in the SEC. Um, Mike mentioned it. It felt like a trap. It had trap game written all over it, for sure. Yeah. Um, especially knowing what we know to be true about South Carolina, how physical, how how tough they are as a team. By the way, War, War, uh, War Eagle says Ike, it's that sauce uh, referred yeah. to your video. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about, man, how, because sometimes we can kind of overlook these types of wins because it's South Carolina, it's not Kentucky, it's not Bama, it's not Tennessee. But talk about how important these types of games are when you play like a, a South Carolina or an old Miss on the road.
3: Yeah, I mean, so it's just like, you know, the football team, right? Like, South Carolina was one of those games I think our team might have looked over on the football field. The basketball team didn't make that mistake. They went to Columbia to handle yeah. business. Um, again. Uh, South Carolina tried to jump out early, um, but we weren't having any of that. I think after South Carolina was leading one to nothing, we never surrendered the lead after we got up. After that point, it was just a barrage. Uh, And like Mike said, they closed within six. But I think the toughness of the team, you know, as Mike alluded to earlier, the thing that you have to look at is your ability to weather a storm and not panic. Um, You know, frankly, I don't think that Jabari Smith had a very good game, right? Like, he only scored 10 points. It's not even about his scoring. Like, he had a lot of, like, turnovers almost. that were just bad passes. Like, they were they were bad. Um, you know, he had situations where he looked lost when he was at the top of the key and he would get the ball. Like, he just didn't have a very good game. The team still won by 15, right? Like, consensus top 10 pick in next year's NBA lottery has one of his worst games of the season? You win by fifteen. That's a good team that you're looking at,
1: right? There. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, Chris Moore didn't have a particularly good game. We won by fifteen.
1: Yeah, he was. He was.
3: You know, I put it in the um, slack. I was like, he was. Katie all over the Johnson place. did not have a good game. He's been one of the electrifying guys that's been scoring for us. He had a yeah, sure. Won by sure. fifteen. Uh-huh. You see, what I'm saying? like, it's Walker Kessler. You know, compared to his last game, didn't scoring wise not a particularly great game. we won by 15. Um, Devin Cambridge was coming back off of, you know, COVID and went out there, played quality minutes. Listen, man, right. He, he wasn't, he didn't do anything particularly spectacular out there in the game. Right. Like we have a team that says, all right, cool. Is your night? Go out there and get it. And it's not ego. It's just, Feed the hot hand. Wendell Green, man, he doesn't seem scared of any moment. No. Right? Like, he is in there. He is one of those guys where I would want the ball in his hands for the final shot. Like, he's, yeah, just, he's just one of those dudes where it's like, yeah. look, time's running down. We need a bucket. I expect Wendell to make the right play. Over Jabari.
1: Right yeah. now, I would take him over I Jabari. I don't know then. that there's
3: anybody that I would want the ball to be in their hands more than Wendell Green Jr. at the end of a game right now, just because of his poise. Now, whether he's going to make the— I think Jabari's probably the best scorer on the team. Like, Mm -hmm. he can rise up and shoot over anybody. Uh, And late games, though, you know, Jabari could be having a bad game. Late game, he he get icy, though. Like, that three he hit Mm -hmm. from the corner late, Mm -hmm. I was just like, you would have thought he was on fire the whole game because they kicked it to him with no hesitation, pulled that corner three at the end of the game, Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so he's just got that confidence in himself. Katie Johnson is another one who he doesn't, I don't care if I missed the last 10, the next one's going in. Right. Um, but I, I think that Wendell is just, he's heady. He's cool. Um, and in game scenarios, He's gonna be a guy that you want to be able. Um, Zeb Jasper had a good game. Um mm-hmm. but That's
2: what's so scary, Ike, is that even with KD not having a good game, Zeb Jasper had a good game. It's like yeah. it's it really is pick your poison with this squad because even though the usual suspects may not show up, you got enough guys on this team who can step up and, and provide yeah. their production from elsewhere.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just I like the fact that um they find it from somewhere. On different nights and uh you know what well, credit uh to the to bruce pearl and his staff for putting guys in positions to be able to do that sort of thing though um yeah when when south carolina switched to a more aggressive pressing situation they started going to zone um they figured out a way to beat that zone like it, it baffled them for a minute they came they took a time out they're like listen this is how they're attacking us This is how we're going to change they went and made that change that that momentum was killed immediately. Right. Like so, um, there are some things to still clean up, right? And that's the thing. I don't I still don't think Auburn has played their best game this season, which is crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that can be cleaned up by this team, and they're still mopping the floor with teams. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. Be well, how
2: do you feel, man, just looking at the rest of the SEC? It's it's early. And Auburn still has to be tested. But when you look at what LSU did at home against Kentucky, um, Alabama did struggle for a bit. Um, They did come back and have a a win against Tennessee at home. Um, How do you feel about how we look getting in the conference play for this month of January?
0: We look better than everybody. We're the best team in the conference. And it's not particularly close because we have – not just a bunch of guys who do the same thing. We don't have a barrage of three-point shooters. What we have is people who can do very different things. I remember, I'm trying to remember it was a ESPN analyst saying, you gotta have a crazy dude on your squad to win an NBA championship. Talking about mm-hmm. how, like, Rasheed Wallace was that dude for the Pistons that year and Rodman was that guy and um, different guys at different times are that dude. Like, PJ Tucker on the Bucks was that guy last year. Like, here's your dude who is crazy who's going to challenge. We got that dude. KD is the crazy dude He is absolutely The crazy dude He gets everybody hyped up He gets on everybody's nerves On defense Everybody has a role And these people Are playing the role Like Cardwell Like he He had a steal Mm -hmm. And went full court And flushed it
3: Yeah He actually did it twice like that, like yeah, he got fouled the second time, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the, the, the uh, full yeah. court situation twice. Yeah.
0: What I see happening with this team that I don't necessarily see with all the other teams is that everybody is very much empowered to play in their role, and they have accepted their roles. Jalen Williams was starting last year and he's coming off mm-hmm. the bench in spot duty. And when he comes in, he is coming in
3: motivated, had a couple of really good finishes Called last night. An absolute body last night too mm. oh my goodness yes he did I, yeah he did. i was i was yeah, shocked i i didn't did. know he was gonna flush it like i thought he was gonna go up like maybe get fouled and lay it up when he flushed it i was like oh 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 my he just hung that, in the air he just waited for the other dude gravity to
2: do his job with the yeah. other guy and it was like um me i that was that's that pretty nasty i ain't even <laughs> gravity and i made it, a deal bro. i'm gonna stay up here you're gonna go down there and
0: then i'm gonna dunk it so yeah, yeah. I, I mean we what we have is, I think it's it's closer to what Mike G was talking about. He wants to see for footballs with basketball, but the reason we have it in basketball is because Bruce proved I'm gonna get you to the league. I'm going to make you a better player, and you're gonna have the opportunity to shine here. So when mm-hmm. players get here, and um, Wendell Green, he actually said this in the post game. Said, "Are you you know you feel good about your decision to come here? What made you come here?" And he said, "Because I saw what Bruce did with other smaller guards." Jared Harper went to the league. Now, he's bouncing back and forth. If Jared Harper was two inches taller, he'd be an all-star. That's it. That's the only thing holding him back. Uh, Sharif, straight to the league. Sharif barely played the league. Uh, Okoro, the league. JT Thor, the league. We got a pipeline going now. And it, it speaks to what Bruce can do here. We're seeing it in real time. We're seeing a manifestation of not just guys having to come in and kind of figure it out. And this is where the transfer portal works to your advantage if you have all these things in order. I saw what you just did, do that with me. So now I don't have to be a freshman who has to go through all these road woes and figuring out my game and your system. It's like, no, I got a good idea what your game is. And you've already played a full season of basketball. You know what the league, KD Johnson, you were playing at Georgia, you know what the league is like. Eastern Kentucky is a good basketball program. They've made the tournament a few times in the last six or seven years. Wendell Green, just because he's short, he was always capable of this. He would have been doing it at Eastern Kentucky, but fortunately, Bruce mm-hmm. can say, hey, I like what you got. Come here and do it. Okay, I'm there. I don't see this many different types of players all empowered to play their best and and utilize their skill set in other teams. They, are, they have talent. Talent is everywhere in the conference. What I don't see is talent playing this close to their peak potential and it's not that we're at our peak yet we're not i think Jabari's got a couple levels to unlock and i think he'll yeah, get there just, it's crazy I agree. like tournament uh, it's time like crazy. i think if, he's going to go like on a, a 10-0 he, run if, by himself against somebody if he somebody pulls a tournament.
2: chuma if he pulls a chuma because a chuma came on right at the right time and was like unstoppable until he got injured mm-hmm. if he does that
0: ugh. And that's what that's what Bruce teams Scared. do. We've seen it a few years now. I had I remember watching the team, not the Final Four team, the team the next year. And Samir Dowdy was there, and Javon, what was his last name? I uh, can't remember his last name right now.
3: It's but like the point guard, yeah, yeah, I I can't remember his last name. I Brown can't remember point. Anyway.
0: But I was like, they, they were kind of rough. We weren't great shooting from outside that year because we lost Bryce Brown. We lost Harper. And we look shaky. And then, lo and behold, like the last two games, like the last three games of the regular season, and then we go on this run through the tournament. I'm like, how does Bruce McCormick do it? McCormick, McCormick, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. McCormick. I was like, how in the hell is Bruce getting everybody bought in and playing at their best at the right time, at the exact same time? It's what Bruce does best. His personality, and I've said this before, he gets these guys hyped up. He doesn't hold them back and reel them in. You ever see those coaches where you get the guys playing real conservative? they on the outside just passing from the wing to the wing. So it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You want to play safe. You want to milk the clock, used to lead. Bruce, don't do that. No. No, like, you came here for a reason, didn't you? I want you to shine. You follow my lead. I'm going to get you your shine. I'm going to get you to the lead. I'm going to have you looking real good. We all going to win something out here. And he gets them to do it. It's the biggest asset we have. is his attitude. Not just the talent we have here. It's Bruce's power to unlock their potential and get them to buy in and have fun doing it. I don't see... And it's not that we can't lose a game. Of course we're going to lose another game. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But it's likely that we lose another game. We play too many games. Home and away. It's a drastic difference. But I expect us to finish with the best regular season conference record. Absolutely. The tournament... I don't know. Um, it depends on what we got going on. Uh, I mean, we've already missed Flanagan because of COVID protocol. Hopefully, that's not a thing too much, man. I really just want to see this whole team play together enough to start gelling, find some minutes. Because, again, Cambridge is hit or miss, man. He's. I would feel much more comfortable with Flanagan in that spot, getting those starting minutes. Hopefully, we get time to just see it gel. So, maybe yeah. late January, early February, we really
3: start looking like something. Yeah, to, to your point about Bruce Pearl and his ability to let guys just go and play, man. Like Wendell Green hit a step back three. The next time down court, it was like it wasn't even a fast break. It was like you know, but he, it was basically in transition. He pulled up from like thirty. He was just like, "Oh, well, let mm-hmm. me see if I just got it." And he just put, but like he didn't feel like coaches is going to say something if I if I shoot this shot, right? Right. And he didn't make it, right? Like so, it wasn't like, well, if you make it, it's good. If you're not, you come and sit next to me. He just he. But you know what? He made up for it the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man.
0: Somebody mentioned Berman, uh, Lior. A walk-on is coming on and contributing like this. Like, this this is what Bruce Pearl does best. Walk-ons will just be burning at the end of the bench. But especially, we're already like 9, 10 deep. He was like, no, you can come in and contribute. Let's go. Draining threes all over the place, man. It's Bruce. Bruce is a dude.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, he is. Jamal Cunningham. Appreciate your man Flanagan, Kessler, Zepp, Green, Jabari, KD, Jalen Williams, and Devin Cambridge can all get twenty on any. Yeah, again, that's just that's that's the scary part of this roster. You can't key on one guy. We don't have one, just one guy. So I love this basketball team, my G. Any thoughts, man, on 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 what you saw last night, Auburn against South Carolina, or just what we've been seeing with this basketball program?
1: Auburn University is good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I take. Yes. Oh. Yep. We're pretty good at basketball. Um, I got a chance to ask Bruce at um, uh, Coach Pearl at a um, post game about with so many new pieces from last season to this season in his starting lineup, you know, how he's been able to get them to jail so early in the season, right? Things came together. It seems like pretty quickly when you compare to other years where it's like mid-season before they're kind of hitting their stride or finding their groove as a team. And he just talked about their process. He said, we have a process, and we get kids into the system, and you know the process takes a hold, and the result is what you see. Uh, so the best coaches seem to have that formula, and every kid comes in, and they apply the base of that formula to every kid that comes through the program And then, you know, when you get somebody who's special, you tweak it a little. But for the most part, the foundation of program building, they've already got the formula for it. That's why you pay whatever you need to pay to keep them here for as long as you can keep them here. Yeah. Yeah. Because kids are coming to play for that, right? They're coming to play for that. Uh, You know, I like fans don't want to hear it, but loyalty... Is primarily for fans. These kids are coming here to play for a coach, right? Mm-hmm. We just so happen to to have a coach the kids want to play for, mm-hmm. and he makes the game fun. He gets the best out of them, and he gives them the best opportunity to go play, you know, ball at the next level and fulfill their dreams. You know, that's the kind of coach I hope Harson turns into on the football side. But we've got that, and you know, uh, we've got that on the basketball side with Bruce Pearl. So uh, you know, now that we're clear of anything legal, I hope that we can just watch this process for years to come. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean we got a we got a potential top five lottery pick on our team, like you said, and we beat a team by fifteen points when he did have a good night. Yeah. You know, it's not that one guy carrying our team and we go as he goes. Right. Right. right? You know, so that's pretty. That's pretty something pretty special to watch. I think,
2: and I think that was kind of the case with Auburn for like years. Is like you had the guy, another supporting guy, and then just a, a supporting cast around. And like you said, Mike G, where he goes, we go. If he had an off night, we not winning. But but this team is built differently. Is ten, eleven deep. And again, Jabari Smith, your most talented player. Can score ten, and you win by fifteen. That's just that's, just, that's the kind of squad we got. This well, he year. can
1: trust his teammates too. Yeah, right. He doesn't feel like he has to carry the team. He can just go For out there sure. and play basketball. For
2: sure.
3: Yeah. Pass it's, when it's which, time to pass. It allows mm-hmm. him to not have to press when he's in there. If He's not Correct. having a good game. He doesn't have to get out there and just hoist up more shots to try to get it. He's just like, all right, cool. Well, let's Katie's play the Florida offense mm-hmm. and and keep it moving um and but and then and and and, you know again credit to the the coaching staff and the the guards on the floor they're not just trying to force feed him either to say all right man we just got to get the ball to Jabari we got to get the ball to Jabari it's just like nah we just gonna go get buckets bro like I don't care who gets the bucket somebody cool yeah we're gonna we're gonna run this pick and roll action we're gonna run this iso action we're gonna do whatever we need to do to keep the ball in motion and get the best shot and if someone is hot which I don't know that there's somebody in particular that's been hot in a game where you're like, yo, you got to feed this dude. It's all been in the flow of the game. Like, yeah. Yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, Wendell Green had 22 this game, but he, he was like, what, 9 of 19 or something? Like, Like, it's not like he had some amazing shooting night. 7 to he 15. Was seven, to fift- 7 to 15, like, it's not an amazing shooting night. It was, you know, he, he going to hit some, he's going to miss some, but they're in the flow of the basketball game. Mm. They're not forcing... They do take some ill-advised shots, you know, every now and then again, you know, when they pulling up from 30 with with no rebounding support. That's not the greatest shot in the world. But in the flow of the game, they're trying to make quality basketball plays and it's paying dividends, specifically because the defense is so good. Like they can just lock down at any point in time. And you've got the anchor back there in Kessler, who is just like, he's either blocking or altering. Multi, like like double digit shots per game, blocking and or altering. So yeah. uh it makes it really difficult. So uh good to see, man. Good to see. I like teams that lock down defensively and can have fun and get and score in the half court. So um they we can do it all.
1: I'll tell you this. Um Bruce Pearl is sneaking up on the best start of his coaching career. Mm-hmm. It was sixteen
0: so, and one, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. Oh 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 seven, oh eight Tennessee volunteers started sixteen and one. And they lost their 18th game to Kentucky. They finished that season 29 and four. So mm-hmm. uh, he would have to get to 17 and one for it to be his best start. But I just went back last week and just tried to see: is this something? You know, we knew he had some good teams at Tennessee, and you know, I think they made the Sweet 16 that year. But um, uh, this is this is getting pretty close to that.